Hello and welcome to Human Voices, a podcast exploring stories from artists and filmmakers who are creating socially aware and relevant art. I'm Sean Kaufman and I'm your host of today's episode. Today, we are joined by Kalpna Singh Chickness, an Indian-American filmmaker based in Greater Los Angeles. Her experimental short, The Tree, will have its regional premiere at the 2022 North Dakota Environmental Rights Film Festival. The Tree is an experimental short which draws attention to environmental concerns such as deforestation and its effects on wildlife and our ecosystem. Well, thank you, Kalpna. It's so good to have you here today. We're we're thrilled to have your film as part of the North Dakota Environmental Rights Film Festival. I can't wait to talk about the tree because there is some really powerful, uh, I'll call it poetry, that is a part of your, your film. But before we get to the tree, let's introduce the audiences to you. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you're connected to film. Well, um, First of all, thank you for having me and selecting my film to screen at North Dakota Environmental Rights Film Festival is a really honor. Uh, and I feel very encouraged because every time we make a film, we are a new filmmaker. So no matter what we have done, uh, every work that you are um, introducing or bringing to your audience is always a challenge, whether um, that is communicating and making any sense to the programmers or not, or you know, the going to uh, connect with audiences or not. So I'm thankful to you for providing me that opportunity to take my film to the audiences. It is very challenging for filmmakers who are not making film for commercial purpose. They are driven by passion. Uh, they want to support a cause, a cause they truly believe in. And Tree is, is one of um, those films. I have made film in the past, feature films, short films. And uh, uh, to introduce myself as a filmmaker, I would say the seed of uh, a filmmaker uh, perhaps was in me uh, from the very early age. I can recall, um, and uh, I remember when uh, I will hear a Bollywood song, um, and I would bring my books, and so I will I will take the picture from the book, like three, four books in a row, and a lot of pictures from them. And as I will play the music, I will show to my friends. Oh, so this is the Kutub Minar of Delhi. This is the Taj Mahal, and the song keeps going, and I'm gonna keep on switching the images. I didn't know that as a six or seven year old girl, I was basically editing at that time in my mind because I was putting the images uh, in a sequence and putting music to it and making it appealing to, to just my audiences or my cousins and my brothers and sisters. So, but acting was my first love. And, uh, but I was born in a small town. I grew up in a small town. Uh, there were not a lot of opportunities for acting and, um, you know, drama, let alone television and movies, you know, was, was something to just, you can dream of being on a television show or make a movie. So, 
I created uh, one cultural organization and uh, did a lot of uh, stage shows. My uncle was also very passionate about uh, acting. So he directed many shows and introduced me as an actress. And I want to recognize him. He is right now not keeping very well, but I would call him my first um, uh, teacher or the person who gave me break as, as an actor. His name is uh, Naval Kishore Singh. So he'll be very happy when he will hear this podcast that I recognized him. And so from there, my journey began. And I wanted to go to Pune Film Institute to uh, take um, directing course. But uh, um, uh, I was in the... East Coast and uh, Mumbai is the West Coast of India. So almost uh, more than 2000 miles apart uh, we were and um, and uh, my father and mother uh, could not think of uh, sending me at that time for many reasons. So I stayed in my small town and did whatever I could do up till uh, my university uh, days. And but um, once uh, I was an adult and I finished uh, my education and I also got a job as a lecturer of international relations, I said, no, uh, now I'm a grown up uh, person. I'm an adult. I want to do what I want to do. So I did uh, go to Mumbai and for a little while I did act in, in television series. I also acted as a as an actor in Prithvi theaters, which you can call uh, like a Broadway of uh, India. Uh, so I did some shows. Uh, I did a lot of modeling, uh, fashion modeling. And uh, but then there was something else meant meant for me. I couldn't go for directing even after going to Mumbai uh, and moving to West Coast. I got married. Uh, I got married to an American who is originally Indian, but uh, that brought me here. Ended up coming to Chicago, lived there six years. I said, no, if I'm in the U.S., I'm going to California and I am going to film a school. And my mother said, you never forgot what you wanted to do. And I say, yeah, I didn't. So I started working with AFI students. Um, I did um, starting from the PA to be second AD to be production uh, assistant production manager. So I did three films with AFI. And then I learned about the New York Film Academy offering course. So I enrolled myself and I got a degree in film directing from the New York Film Academy in 2004. And ever since I have been making movies, and I'm proud and thankful to say that I have a feature film under my belt and a few short films and a tree coming to tree. I, to be honest, I never had thought that I would make the tree. A tree, your first question was, please tell me your connection to film and background with this work. I do just don't want to say that um, I, Kalpana Singh Chitnis, produced that, uh, and directed this film and I um, written the script of this film. I must say that this uh, film was made by the universe as, as if I was commanded. I don't know if there is a God or not, but if there is, um, there was a, like a command from somewhere and some things happened, which I never thought will happen, inspired me to make this film. This is great because because it sounds like this is, being a filmmaker has been a lifelong passion for you, and you finally have achieved this childhood dream that uh, has been embodied in you for so long. So congratulations! It's a great story. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. And and, and also uh, other thing was that also I, I was a poet. Um, I loved poetry from day one. I would recite in school and things. And I've been writing since I was 14 years old. And my first book as a poet came out when I was only 18. And that won a prestigious award in India. And that's how my creative journey as a, as a poet began. And the reason I'm mentioning and bringing my poet here because uh, we are talking about the movie, The Tree. The Tree is uh, is is a experimental film just because I did do so many experiments with this film. First of all, uh, choosing a piece of poetry to turn into a story and a screenplay was an experiment itself. It's a very poetic film, so I, I, your your poetic background certainly stands out in this short. Thank you. I think uh, if I would have just written a dialogue or bring actors to speak the dialogue, perhaps would not have come out as strong as the message I wanted to convey to the audiences. And it was just poetry with just raw emotion. And um, the tree was real. That was my tree. And the loss of that tree was very hard. Uh, in fact, I, mm, you might be surprised to hear this. I made this film during the pandemic when everything was closed. And um, I got the good news um, about the film getting selected at the festival at the same time when I had another memory attached to that tree. So I said, oh my God, I must go and thank to the root of the tree, which the tree doesn't stand there anymore, but the roots you can still see. So the tree, uh, in fact, was behind, um, right behind my bedroom window. So like every day getting up and seeing that tree was a joy. Uh, it was house of many um, birds and I would hear the bird songs and for, for artist and poet, it was very inspiring and in shade um, in the summer, you can just go there and just be. And it's, uh, it, one day I just woke up and uh, it has a that sentence. I never, I had heard, uh, stories of people hugging tree and, um, you know, environmentalists going to the forest, hanging from trees, begging people. I mean, I never thought that I will be so moved. I have seen trees cutting before, but this tree was as if it was waiting for me. I could have just gone out to do some grocery shopping and come home to see it the tree is not there or do any other thing. And I would not have witnessed uh, that mm, what I have called it execution of the tree. And so when I heard that sound of the starting, the, mm, you know, cutting the tree and I woke up, what's happening? Uh, this is the pandemic time, but, you know, they were working. So the tree trimmers were on there and they said, what are you doing? Oh no, we have ordered to cut this tree. And I beg to the manager I back to the corporate office, and this uh, people on the tree, they are singing a Spanish song. And I said, could you please stop? I know you are rejoicing this because I'm freaking out. It's my tree, it's like my family. But at least be kind. You have to cut this, you don't have to sing song, but they continue. And I taped every single thing. So a lot of pieces that you are seeing, I uh, have put in dissolve, those are taken on my phone camera. And so you see, uh, there is a scene where uh, I see uh, my hands yellow as a flesh, dripping white blood. Basically that's my hand. I'm filming with one hand 
uh, like I'm touching, it's like tree is dripping the white blood and I am shooting my own hand and the pieces of the tree. And, uh, but when I wanted to make the film uh, as a film, not just to tell uh, the story as a documentary and show the real footage, because I found it, it was first of all, very disturbing for me to deal with those images. So I wanted to tell the story in more artistic way and in a more universal way, rather than making it just a personal story and how I was traumatized. So I felt that the tree was asking me to tell the story of millions of trees that are cut down every year and all the endangered forests through the story of one tree. So I heard the tree calling me to see what it went through and its pain to the audiences. So this is what I'm trying to achieve in this film that before someone wants to cut a tree, ask yourself some, some question, is it really important? The Tree is a experimental short. It's uh, under eight minutes and you do a extraordinary job of describing the traumatic action of the removal of these trees. And I'm curious, in terms of the poetry, there's some really extraordinary lines in the film. And I'll quote two here. One is, have you ever seen the execution of a tree? The second is, when a tree is decapitated in front of other trees, how does it feel? And I'm really curious, did you write the script and the poetry for this film after you assembled the imagery and after you experienced the loss of the tree on your property? Or was this language that existed previous to this experience? Uh, actually, this this was happening almost like in real time. I'm watching, I'm writing, I'm shooting. That's why I call it experimental film. That as they were cutting, I see there, were, there are many other trees in the rows. They were watching that tree. And those who have studied uh, the life of tree, trees communicate with one another through their roots. If one tree is hurt, they supplement. If they don't have water, they share. So Trees are communicating. So seeing one tree being cut before the eyes of other trees, I mean, how do they feel? Both a scientist who won the uh, Nobel Prize in India a long time back, was his research was on the trees, like how you hit a tree with an axe and the tree feels, you can see the graph different because the tree is terrified. Whereas you hug the tree, you see uh, the lines on the graph different because that gives the joy to the tree. Yeah, that was a question before me. So I wrote the same day. I'm wrote And then also a very bizarre, uh, I would say it was happening that I was communicating with in my mind in two languages. One in my native language, because I also have heard that when you go through some trauma, you speak in your language. Somebody's hitting you, hurting you, killing you. You call your mother or whoever you want to call, call in, you use your own language. So I am writing in two languages at the same time. Some lines in Hindi, some lines in English, but it was happening in English world. This thing told us. So, of course, the main poetry was in English, but I did scribble my thoughts even in Hindi at the same time. So it's not like I didn't even translate the poetry in that way. So, no, I didn't gather the images. I didn't do anything. I didn't even know I'm making a film. I was just shooting with my camera and I was writing. But then when I 
finished the poem, the tree was gone, everybody left and I meditate every day and I feel closing my eyes and I see those images coming to me. And so first I thought, hey, I might just make one poetry video or so, like, you know, putting my still images or little videos that I have taken. I'm going to put that together, maybe look like a small documentary or so, just a regular YouTube video. But I said, no, I'm not doing that. This, this story has to be told in a better way. And I'm going to make this film. But then my producer in me asking me, how are you going to make the film in this pandemic? Okay, making a movie the way you want to make it look like a fine movie as like you see, in, you know, in theater or so. It's, it's like a dream to make uh, with absolutely no budget in your hand. Uh, the only investment is you, your emotion, your passion, or maybe whatever I have uh, in my own studio. Those things where I'm going to bring all these images from. Who can act for me at this time? Where I'm going to find the actor, the cinematographer? And like, I'm, I'm frantically searching. I have some images of my own and videos of my own that I shot and um, which I have included in it. But then I had to rely on some buyout stock footage because I would not go and cut the trees. You see the um, drone footage of the all the trees cut it has become a desolate land and those things are um so tom fisk is is a very good cinematographer and he had shot that video so he he gave me that piece and um, um about the actors and actors not like oh you are just walking uh, in, in the in the bushes and you found a tree and you just pose for it and i i'm telling my story no i had to um have the actor act on the lines. So like, if you see that say, before breathing its last, it gave me an inheritance of an epic. So I have to have an actor read the book. <laughs> it has to be an epic <laughs> or um, laying uh, uh, on the desk, like you feel that's the chest of the tree, you know? So I had to bring actors to, to do the certain things to tell the story in an impactful way. And I got very lucky. I was searching for someone to either shoot for me and just send it to me directly. I don't have to be present. A lot of things we are doing as in Zoom or you just share the poem and say, this is the poem. I need some shot like this. Can you help me with this? It was commanded by the universe and the universe was going to send me the resources. I remember looking up in the sky and almost felt like I'm a native woman here, like, oh, telling the sky, just send me this, I want, I want. So the, the, some of my uh, people who I know from Hollywood, uh, they, they helped me with the footage. And uh, some, so some footage that you see of the deep forest is taken in Bali. I also had uh, opportunity to go to Hawaii recently and I shot some, some uh, stuff there because I want to make that movie now in Hindi. As I said, I was gathering my thoughts in Hindi. But I want to take this movie now to India. This has been uh, translated. Um, the uh, poem has been translated right now, uh, I think, in eight languages and um, uh, Portuguese, uh, Spanish, Italian, French, uh, Hindi, and of course, in English, Nepali. So uh, all these uh, translations going to go as subtitle in the movie once I'm done with the festival round. So I want to have, I promised the tree that I will replant this tree in the heart of every viewer 
um, as long as I live. <laughs> That's a really poetic thought. I love that. I have to with that promise. <laughs> you know, I, I you experienced this event, uh, the loss of the tree. You're making this film in the pandemic, and you just described this incredible process of engaging with filmmakers from around the world to create this experimental film. Do you think that the pandemic forced you to be more creative in terms of creating this piece and, and being, as you said, open to the universe and what was provided? Do you think if, if the pandemic hadn't been here, that this would have looked very different? Yes, absolutely. I would have hired one actor to do everything. Just one actor from my perspective, because from my perspective, this thing was seen. But as if the universe, as I said, it was meant to be. And I felt that's why I call it experimental film that I don't I doubt that I'm, I don't want to take the credit of saying this, the one of a kind film. A lot of people have used cast and crew from all over the world and they have contributed even in big Hollywood movies. There are stock footage used. But for me to be available, just sitting at my desk with a mere wish that the heavens will provide me all these things. Every piece that you see somehow has come together to tell um, the story in a way I envisioned it and I was successfully able to do it. So no, I would have not been able to make the film the same way if there was no pandemic. So it was um, like, a, sometimes, uh, you know, we lose a lot of things. In pandemic, we lost a lot of things. Uh, things, but um, the nature has its own way of compensating and showering its gift to us to compensate us with, with the losses. And my loss of the tree uh, and loss of millions of people was there to inspire me to do something which everyone can relate to. It's a beautiful film, and I'm really looking forward to audiences in North Dakota being able to experience it. I'm curious if there's a reaction or an action that you want the audience to leave with after watching the film, which would it be? Of course, any action would come only when we'll know how to react to it. So I think um, both go uh, hand in hand together. So of course, I want to see audiences reaction, how they react to the movie, uh, whether they're moved, whether they feel compelled to help, whether they feel compelled to have the word out about it. So that will result into action. And action, uh, reaction is a thing that we see immediately. Action is a thing which might wait. Uh, the seed of reaction may not sprout and become a tree to give shade and fruit right away. But if this film as a seed stays in the mind of the audiences, may sprout someday and may, may become tree. And um, even if this film helps uh, our audiences to save one tree somewhere on earth, I, I'll feel it was worth making it. So that's what I want, I hope, from this film and from my audiences. I can't think of a better way to end this conversation. That is a beautiful thought. And, and I think audiences will react very positively to the amazing poetry that is part of this film. And we should share, too, that uh, the tree is being recognized as the best experimental film as part of the North Dakota Environmental Rights Film Festival. So congratulations on the recognition from the jury. Your poetry moved them as well. Thank you so much. And we have uh, created um, a special 
Facebook page for Tree. So those who are listening to this podcast or people who are going to watch, please join us there because we have proudly shared this news there. As well as uh, there is one page dedicated on my personal website where we have recognized North Dakota Environmental Rights Film Festival for giving us the opportunity to take this film to the audiences. And of course, uh, an award gives us a lot of, um, you know, uh, support and inspires us to do uh, better than we have done um, this time. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kalpna. It was so good to meet you. And uh, we're looking forward to having you and your film at the uh, festival here in just a couple of weeks. Human Voices is brought to you by The Human Family, a North Dakota-based 501c3 promoting human rights through film and art. Today's episode was produced, recorded, and mixed by me, Sean Kaufman. Series artwork by Leah Marie Uckland, soundtrack by Peter McIsaac Music. Human Voices is a production of The Human Family. Programming from The Human Family is supported through the generosity of individuals like you. Learn more about and support the work of the human family by visiting human-family.org.